You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Last week I talked about the fact that there is no salvation apart from people hearing the gospel. Now this week, I want to take that understanding to the next practical step. The point I want to make for this week is that if people must hear the gospel in order to be saved, then as witnesses for Jesus, we must get the gospel out. We must articulate that message. That needs to be our goal. Now, you might be thinking, how is that different than last week's podcast? Why are you saying the same thing twice? Well, here's why I'm doing this week's podcast, and here's how it's a little different than last week's. I think most Christians rightly believe that a person must respond to the gospel in order to be saved. Again, last week's podcast. However, when it comes to the actual act of their personal interactions with people, there isn't always an aim to articulate the gospel. They might make it their aim to win those people as friends, or they might make it their aim to simply invite the person to church. That's kind of the end of their interaction. Or they might make it their number one aim to get the person to read a particular book or to attend a particular crusade. Now, those things aren't bad endeavors. They're just not the ultimate endeavors. Asking someone to come to church can't save them. Telling them the message of the gospel can save them in that conversation. So those aims aren't bad, especially if when they go to that church, they're going to hear the gospel, or they listen to that sermon or go to that crusade, they're going to hear the gospel, or if they read that book, they're going to read the gospel in that book. So those aren't bad aims as long as the gospel is there in those places. But the ultimate aim should be for us to actually articulate the message of salvation ourselves. So I'm not saying that building a relationship isn't important for evangelism. After all, we should endeavor to love these people and to be concerned about them. Our Lord did this. Our Lord entered into discussions with people because he cared for them. So relationship building is definitely a huge part, and I wish a a bigger part of our evangelism. But it's not the main part. Getting the message to them is the main part. But hopefully we can do that saturated in a relationship with them. Let me say it this way. I teach people all the time that when they share the gospel with someone, it's always successful. Now, I say that and you might think, well, no, I've shared the gospel with someone and they don't believe. So therefore, it's not successful. No, you were successful because you did all that you're called to do. You articulated the message. That's all that God has called you to do. He's the one by the power of his spirit and by the message of his son to change their hearts. Your your aim is, or your, your task is articulation. His task is regeneration. So if you've articulated the message and they haven't been regenerated, you haven't done anything wrong. Leave that to the Lord. But you do your part. So when you do your part, there's a success there. There's a faithfulness there. You've done what a servant is required to do. So when you're talking to your friends, neighbors, family members, co-workers, person you just met, make it your aim to thoughtfully articulate the gospel. 
some of the people that you talk to will be hostile to the message of Christianity or simply to Christians in general. And some people won't be hostile. They're just apathetic or non-responsive. So let me give you maybe a couple ways that I try to kind of set up my gospel articulation, both for the hostile person and for the apathetic person. For the hostile person, I might, after a few minutes of talking to them and picking up on their anger and frustration, I might, I might begin with these words or say something to this effect. I don't say it verbatim this way, but here's the idea. I'm sure that in the past you've been really offended by Christians, or, or maybe it's just by people repre- claiming to represent Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people who claim to be Christians who actually aren't. There are also a lot of people who are Christians that don't always live like they'd want to, and don't always do the things that they should. There are also people who twist or lie about the message of Christianity, and I hate that you've been hurt by some of those people. Now, I know you've been wronged, but, but just because you've been lied to in the past or, or, or hurt in the past doesn't mean that you shouldn't hear the actual message of Christianity. And, and I know you don't believe this. I know you don't want to believe it. But just so I can sleep at night, let me just in 30 seconds tell you what the message of Christianity actually is because I recognize uh, you might have heard a different message. I grew up not hearing the actual message of Christianity by people who claim to be Christians. So here's what the message actually is. It's real brief. And then I get into the message of Christianity. And I make sure that I can articulate the gospel message, all of its essential parts, in just a brief amount of time. So another way I've tried to kind of set up a gospel articulation, maybe not for the hostile person, but just kind of for the apathetic person, is kind of like this. Now, I know that you don't think this is a big deal. I know that um, you, you, don't, you don't believe this message or you haven't responded to this message. But because people are really confused about what Christians are supposed to do and believe and what they are, let me just make sure that, that you understand what the Bible actually says the message of Christianity is. Now, I know you don't believe it, but, but this is actually what it is. And then I get into the gospel message articulate the gospel, maybe in 30 seconds or so. Now, there are a couple of things I'm trying to do in both of these interactions, either with the hostile person or the apathetic person. First, I'm trying to meet them where they are. I'm simply trying to say, I know you've experienced this, or I know you think this, just based on what you've told me. Um, So I don't try to dispute those things. I don't try to tell the person who's been offended. You know what? Our culture is just an offended culture. Everyone's a victim. You probably really haven't been hurt like that. You know, just get over it. Uh, I'm not going to do that at all. Why? Because it's not fruitful right now. I want them to hear the message, not hear me say that they're too soft. There's another reason I wouldn't do that. One, they might have actually been really hurt by Christians or people claiming to be Christians. So I'm just simply trying to empathize with them meet them where they're at. When I do that, when someone does that even with you, you'll listen to them. When someone says, oh, I feel bad for how you feel. I feel bad for what you're saying happened. You're more willing to listen to their next sentence than if they say, oh, come on, get over it. So I'm trying to empathize with them, especially that hostile person. I'm trying to kind of 
recognize you've, I believe it, you've been hurt. That, that gives me an audience with them. That gives me some credibility now to them. And I'm not faking it either. I really feel bad that that's been their experience. And maybe, maybe Christians in the past didn't wrong them at all. They're, they just are too sensitive and they just are offended by something they shouldn't be offended by. I still regret that they feel that way. So first, I'm trying to meet them where they're at. Secondly, I'm trying to pique their interest. I'm cluing them into the fact that there is something that they might not know that's actually important to know. There's an immediate curiosity about that. So if I was talking to you as a Christian and I was talking to you about Islam and I said something to you like, you know, there are, some, there are some misrepresentations about Islam. There are some things that Christians think are true that actually aren't about people who are um, Muslim. But there is something that all Christians need to understand about Islam. There is a core teaching that Christians need to know. The core teaching of Islam is, now, as I just pause right there, you want to hear what I'm going to say next. Well, what's the core teaching of Islam? Well, there's a reason you want to hear that. There's a reason you want me to finish my sentence, because I piqued your interest. So I'm, I try to do that in evangelistic conversations. You know, I might say to the person, there are a lot of misrepresentations about Christianity. You, you might turn on um, the TV and see a, see a, you know, a, a, a Christian preacher, and he might say something that's actually the opposite of what the message is. The, the true message of Christianity is, and those people, their interest is piqued because what they're hearing is, I might have been hearing a lie. Okay, what is the message? And I might tell them, like, I, I know you don't believe this, or you might not want to believe it, but, but here's the message, and I think it's rather amazing. So, so I'm trying to pique their interest. Why would I do that? Because it's a fascinating message, and their interest should be piqued. So, so I'm trying to do this when I speak with someone. I'm trying to, to set up a gospel articulation. I don't just walk up to someone and say, listen, God is holy. He's the righteous creator. Man has offended him. Jesus Christ came to save man from their sins, to give them his righteousness. He died for them. He lives again. He's power. He's got power over sin and death. Repent and believe. See ya on your way. That, that's not very effective. I'm trying to set up an articulation, a thorough and a thoughtful articulation of that message. So remember, the point in this episode is to remind you that your goal should be to articulate the gospel message. Articulate the gospel to the people that you're witnessing to. Don't befriend someone for seven or eight years before you share the gospel with them. I'm not saying you have to coldly and robotically memorize some wooden gospel presentation and awkwardly speed through it. I'm actually asking you, please don't do that. But what I am saying is that you should pray about and endeavor to make the gospel clear in the course of a normal conversation. So as you seek to give your life to the lost in evangelism, make your main focus the main focus of Christianity. Make your main goal to get that main message of Christianity out. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. 
forgive your life away. We are alive.